Kei ngā maunga whakahi, kei ngā waituku kiri, kei ngā matawaka o te motu, kei nui te mihi. To those who connect to the mountains, the rivers and the oceans across the land, hello and welcome to you. Kia ora koutou and welcome to this episode of Windows on Dementia. My name is Philippa Fletcher. I'm here in Wellington and I'm Policy Advisor for Alzheimer's New Zealand. Dementia Matawariwari is one of the greatest challenges that's facing Aotearoa New Zealand in the health area at the moment. Around 70,000 New Zealanders live with dementia right now. And we're looking at that number more than doubling by 2050. That increase is much faster for Māori, Pacifica and Asian populations. So how do we know this? How do we know about these numbers? Well, Alzheimer's New Zealand has been working in this area since 2008. In September this year, we launched the Dementia Economic Impact Report 2020, and it was produced by a team of researchers from the University of Auckland. It shows a rapidly growing problem. Unlike 2008, 2011, 2016, the dates of the previous reports, that problem is not in the future. That problem is here with us right now. Today, I am really delighted that we can be with two of the researchers behind the report. Etu Mau and Makarena Dudley are both senior lecturers at Auckland University's Department of Psychological Medicine. Etu is Tongan and he was born and bred there. As well as lecturing, he is a specialist old age psychiatrist at Waikato Hospital. He also has a strong interest in dementia risk reduction and a strong interest in equity, particularly for Pacifica populations. Makarena Dudley, Te Rarawa, Te Opuri, Ngati Kahu, has been researching Matewariwari dementia in Māori since 2015, focusing on the development of a theory of dementia from a Māori worldview, also developing a dementia screening tool specifically for Māori and an app for awareness and prevention. Kia ora etu and kia ora makarena. Thank you so much to both of you for being able to spend your valuable time being with us today. Etu, you put a phenomenal amount of time and effort calculating all these numbers in the report. So I was wondering what motivated you to get involved in the first place? Well, thanks, Philippa. I mean, you've touched on quite a bit of it in your introduction. Um, I think that the biggest driver was my uh, clinical experience and what we tend to see clinically is that many of the services and interventions for dementia just aren't tailored toward uh, non-European ethnicities they're tailored toward the majority um, and the question that came from that for me really was if Maori Pacific and Asian populations aren't using the services that are available then the question becomes, where is that cost sitting and who's carrying that cost? So what I was really interested in finding out more about was 
whether there was an inequitable you know resource use uh, between the different ethnic groups and particularly for pacific and maori because the last three reports um, have estimated the total cost of dementia but they haven't actually broken it down by each ethnic group and that's what we really wanted to see so what does the report tell us and in, in terms of those numbers what does what is Aotearoa New Zealand dealing with here so the first thing is that the number of people with dementia is increasing significantly um, the last report in 2016 estimated around 62 63,000 people with dementia and in the 2020 report we've estimated around 70,000 people so that's an increase of about 7,000 people in a four or five year period. But we know that with the baby boomer generation now hitting retirement age, that rate of increase is going to escalate quite rapidly. So in the next five years, rather than a 7,000 people increase, we're looking at a 13 or 14,000 person increase. And by 2030, we're going to have an extra 30,000 people with dementia in Aotearoa. And by 2050, an additional 100,000, taking that total to around 170,000 people. It sounds rather daunting, actually. Um, we know that Aotearoa really sort of struggles with the data. And the data that you've put together is doing your best with what we have. Can you tell us more about the data issues? Yeah, so look, the main data issue when you're estimating cost is actually working out how many people in Aotearoa actually have dementia, because cost is a function of the number of people and what the cost is per person. So the cost data that we have and that we're able to access is actually reasonably robust. Um, so I think we have a pretty good handle on what the costs are. What we don't have, though, is an accurate idea of how many people in New Zealand actually have dementia. We've had to rely on overseas studies, particularly studies from Australia, to try and extrapolate from there what we think uh, Aotearoa's dementia numbers actually are. But we know that, you know, the Australian population is very different to the Aotearoa population. They have a different demography. They have a different mix of ethnic groups. So there's a very good chance that the estimates from overseas data don't actually reflect, you know, our unique situation. Even based on current numbers, um, the difference between Maori Pacific and European is an undercount. We also know that with the World Alzheimer's report that came out this year, um, that actually the number of people that are diagnosed is only a proportion of the true number of people with dementia. And so in New Zealand, we're probably diagnosing about 70, 75% of people who actually have dementia, um, because we can only pick up the ones that eventually end up interacting with the health system. So you've got this, you know, 20, 25% of people with dementia that don't have the diagnosis and therefore can't access the supports. And that's probably higher, particularly in Māori and Pacific and Asian whānau. The costs are escalating rapidly as well as those numbers of people. And the cost of Matawariwari is going to be around about $6 billion in 2050. Can you tell us a bit more about what's behind that rapid increase in costs? Yeah, look, the... When we project the costs out, 
all we are able to do is take the current cost per person with dementia from 2020 and apply it to the number of people that we estimate will have dementia in the coming years. So that $6 billion estimate is probably a market underestimate because all we've done is apply the current cost to the extra 100,000 people in 2050. So what it doesn't take into account at all is any increase in the cost of services and the cost of healthcare provision. And we know that costs have gone up. So between the last report in 2016 and our report, costs actually rose by over 40%. And that's driven by a number of things such as, you know, the cost of a carer has gone up. The cost of uh, residential care has gone up by about 30 or $40 per day. The cost of being in hospital has gone up. So that estimate of $6 billion is going to be an underestimate. And if we conservatively applied even 1% annual inflation uh, to that cost, suddenly you're looking at $8 billion um, in 2050, which is an even scarier number. The report shows the burden of unpaid care that family and whānau carry is massive. You know, we're looking at a million hours per week provided to people with dementia that the government is not paying for. So that's, you know, one, $1.2 billion a year that families are carrying. And we know that Māori and Pacific and Asian uh, families and whānau are carrying an even higher proportion of that because they're not using um, the formal state sector, what, what the government provides. And then Māori and Pacific are doubly disadvantaged because because of their age structure, you know, around 18, 19% of dementias in those population groups are under 65. So it's hitting people who are still of working age. So on the one hand, they're leaving the workforce because of their illness. And on the other hand, the families are having to carry that burden of cost. So they're doubly disadvantaged. The increase in the numbers of people are much sharper in Māori, Pacifica and Asian peoples. The reason for that is because those population groups are ageing faster than the national average. So in 2020, we've estimated that about 15% of people with dementia in Aotearoa are Pacific, Māori or Asian. But because they're ageing that much more rapidly and their age structure is aging more rapidly than the Pākehā population, by 2040, they're going to make up a quarter of all dementia cases. And that means that we're really going to have to think hard about tailoring services and tailoring interventions that are actually acceptable and appropriate for these groups, because otherwise that disparity and the inequity in resource use is just going to get magnified. We're really looking at a rapidly changing situation, aren't we? And I, I happen to know that you, Etu, have also done a lot of work on, on risk reduction. And my recollection is for the different communities that you've looked at, risk reduction looks looks different. Am I, am I right there? Yeah. So look, in the absence of a cure, the only way that we're going to be able to reduce cost in the long run is to reduce the number of people with dementia. Um, and what worldwide studies have shown is that around 40% of dementias are potentially preventable if you target 
modifiable risk factors that either reduce your risk of damage to the brain or increase your cognitive reserve, which is your brain's ability to deal with any changes that occur. What we've shown in a New Zealand setting is that because the prevalence and the proportion of people with many of these modifiable risk factors is higher than worldwide averages, that the prevention potential in New Zealand is actually closer to 47, 48%. And if you break that down by the different ethnic groups, for Māori and Pacific in particular, over half of their dementias are potentially preventable because they carry such a higher burden of those risk factors. So there's huge implications here, aren't there? Makarena, I'm aware that you've been sitting patiently all, all this time, and thank you for that. One of the things that I think is really interesting is how how dementia matawariwari is seen differently in different um, populations around the world. Are you able to tell us a bit about how matawariwari is seen in Te Ao Māori? Yes, sure, Philippa. I'm um, look. I didn't. I wasn't sitting there impatient at all. I was enjoying Etu's corridor and taking notes while I was at it. So thank you for that. So from the research that we've conducted, and we've spoken to well over three hundred Komata around the island, around the Motu now, um, it's become clear that there there are two ways of thinking about Mate Wariwari and Tel Māori. And uh, on the one hand, Mate Wariwari is perceived as a spiritual journey uh, where the person with Mate Wariwari is at a place between here and the spiritual world of their ancestors. This would be a traditional perspective of Mate Wariwari. In that situation, in that perspective, Mate Wariwari is not thought about in a negative way which is really nice. It's not considered to be a place of illness. Um, as one komatua put it, they are all right. They are with their tūpuna. So that kind of really summed it up. On the other hand, there are many komatua who are fearful of this condition. They look around and they see a lot of their friends uh, who are living with mate wariwari now, and they think that it's just a matter of time before, uh, before they get dementia. They think this is because uh, they and they're thinking this is that because there is very little information available to uh, Maori and um, other ethnic groups about Mate Wariwari. So there is a lot of misinformation and a lot of misunderstanding about the condition. And so we often found ourselves when we toured the country having to say to various groups uh, we were talking to um, that dementia is not. A normal part of aging and actually most of you won't be getting it so we kind of put that assurance in there to begin with but you know the as um Etu was saying very little is known uh, amongst the maori population uh and i would suspect pacific and asian population about risk factors that this is actually something that is preventable and they can uh, take charge of, of their destiny, if you like. So, Makarena, with the you know the, the population estimates, things like that, we're looking at much larger numbers of komatua with matawariwari than we have had in the past. And and you have been looking at this for quite a long time yourself. So what, what do we really need to be doing here? 
Well, um, as Etu and we we all know, has pointed out, we we know that Aotearoa New Zealand has a, a serious problem facing us, and we do know that we need to do something right now before it becomes a case of too little, too late. Um, the major services have a responsibility to extend their services to Māori communities and provide them with information and services, the same as they do to the non-Māori population. And currently this is not done very well. Um, to help fill this gap, we have developed and continue to develop an app and a website, uh, which um, is a resource hub for not only for whānau uh, to find out about mate wariwari, but for clinicians and researchers to access as well. But um, given that you know, Māori are at a higher risk of getting mate wariwari, this should be a pri- priority for dementia services. But whatever the perception of uh, the disease, Māori were generally more likely to want to keep the person with the condition at home to be cared for by the whānau rather than have them placed in aged care facilities. In many cases, Māori whānau were found to be quite comfortable for the kaumātua to continue to participate in usual activities at home or on the marae as they have always done so. And there were many stories that we heard of kaumātua with uh, Matiwariwari, who when on the marae in particular, were able to function for that period uh, of time in, in a very normal way. So I think there are things about being on a, a marae, probably deep, long-term buried memories of childhood that are being accessed and and um, which evoke feelings of familiarity, feelings of aroha, and probably most importantly, a feeling of safety, so that that individual for that period of time is able to function at their best. There are many things that need to be done. And I've talked about improving health literacy uh, for Māori Pacifica and Asian populations about mate wariwari. That's important because risk factors can be mitigated. So whānau can, can reduce or delay the onset of mate wariwari. But of course, they need that information. Most of them don't know about that. Um, we need to have a Māori prevalence study. We have. Well, we need to have a national prevalence study um, for all uh, ethnic groups. And um, it's something that um, I'm working on now in terms of a Māori prevalence study. We need to know the true extent of the condition in order to be able to fully understand what needs to be done. In terms of Māori, and, um, and this goes for other ethnic groups as well, we need more services by and for Māori. Um, and based on Tel Māori. But we also need um, providers to have the capability to deliver services that fully meet their needs. We need government policy to manage this overwhelming tide of um, kaumātua uh, living with mate wariwari. So we do hope that the uh, Māori Health, the new reformed Māori Health Authority, will have the mandate to provide uh, the support that is needed for this potential crisis. So there's just a few of the things I think that we, you know, that immediately spring to mind. There's there's so much that, that needs to be done. I could probably go all day, but... Makarena, we, um, we know, as, as you both have been saying, that Aotearoa has a serious problem and we do know that something needs to be done right now. The Dementia Matawariwari sector has written an action plan. They've taken it to the politicians And if it's adopted, it could provide a blueprint for a better, more sustainable approach to dementia. 
Macarena, you are the kaifakarite of the Matawariwari Advisory Ropu involved in this work. Are you able to tell us a little bit about the Dementia Matawariwari Action Plan? The Action Plan is a joint effort by the three NGOs, and um, so Dementia New Zealand, Alzheimer's New Zealand, and the New Zealand Dementia Foundation, and the Matawariwari Advisory Ropu. Um, and it provides an overview of the issues. Uh, facing the dementia sector and recommendations of what needs to be done. Uh, so, um, yes, uh, the Matewariwari Advisory Ropu became involved uh, in the um, recent up-to-date version and um, so we ensured, and it certainly does, place Te Tiritika Waitangi um, and Te Māori at the centre of systems and services for Māori. So that's the first thing that we wanted to ensure. Um, and as such, it speaks to the uh, inequities uh, that Māori face that um, Etu has already talked about. We introduce six principles uh, from Te Māori, which in fact um, are pertinent and relevant to all ethnic groups, to all New Zealanders, Rangatiratanga, Manakitanga, Whanaungatanga, Wairuatanga, Kaitiakitanga and Kotahitanga. So we, we introduce those and we're very, very pleased um, you know, with with the uh, with the action plan and and how it is uh, written now, so the action plan also um, focuses on four objectives, and what we've done under each objective. So, for example, reducing the incidence of dementia, matewariwari, we have recommended investing in whānau ora order approaches that recognises the importance of the life course approach in the prevention of matewariwari. So this is addressing, you know, risk factors. The objective of building and accepting uh, and understanding communities. We um, uh, recommended promoting um, the Matewariwari app and the Matewariwari website um, to Māori whānau so that they can become more informed um, and so that we can address the negative stereotypes and stigma around Matewariwari and provide um, people obviously with the knowledge on how to care for their whānau um, with Matewariwari. So um, there's the other one is um, supporting people living with uh, Matewariwari and their family. Um, we have recommended the design and implement, implementation of initiatives to uh, improve equity of access to culturally appropriate diagnosis and manage, management planning for Māori. And, and this includes initi initiatives such as um, uh, improving health literacy, which I keep going back to because I think it's such a huge, uh, important area to address. Information into the Māori, um, you know, introducing uh, options to for rungo Māori, for Māori health options, um, nourishing wairua, um, and investment in matewariwari support groups, and also providing support uh, for Māori dying with matewariwari. So some of the, those are some of the actions that we have, have come up with. Um, we have recommended that the Māori Health Authority is the primary uh, lead organisation to enable these recommendations to be acted upon. We also have asked for participation of Māori in national leadership groups um, and a strengthening of links with Māori health uh, providers. Um, Māori health practitioners and, and Māori health researchers. So uh, I'm very pleased with the final um, 
version of the Dementia Matewariwari Action Plan. I think it um, is a wonderful document to go forward. It's certainly a fantastic blueprint for what we need to do. And, um, you know, I think it, as it sits, it encompasses uh, a plan or a way forward for all New Zealanders, really irrespective of, of ethnicity or background. But it particularly builds on those inequities that Etu has highlighted in the Dementia Economic Impact Report. So it's it's addressing those inequities. And I think that's probably uh, the major strength of the um, uh, of the action plan. I think as far as the plan goes, one thing that hopefully the politicians listen to and recognise is that it's actually going to be more cost effective in the long run if they put the services in place. You know, one of the things the report has shown is that the benefit cost ratio of keeping someone in the community as opposed to them being in care is roughly for every dollar it costs in the community, it costs about $4 to have them in care. So if you pump some of that money into maintaining, like you say, Philippa, keeping people living well in the community, then it's actually going to be cheaper. Um, and hopefully they recognise that. So I guess if the politicians are listening to this, we really hope that they're paying attention and that plan gets implemented right now because we certainly really do need it, don't we? We absolutely do. Now's the time for action. Those figures that you two um gave us a wee while back there that, that those those dates are not far away um, but you know even anecdotally I do hear from health workers out in the field who come to me and are really concerned about the number of Māori uh, who present with mate wari but don't present to uh, medical services so it's um it, it could probably uh, possibly be a lot worse than what we even are speculating um, and that, uh, and you know, we need to have, we definitely need to have a prevalent study with the Pacifica population and the Asian population, and indeed with all New Zealanders. There's a long way to go. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I was somewhat um, optimistic with the meeting we had with the um, Minister uh, of Health. Um, that was quite encouraging, but we need to keep pushing uh, the sparrow and. Um, yeah, we, we just need to see results and I just don't think we can relax on, on, on this journey. Kia ora Makarena and uh, kia ora Etu and, and, and thank you so much. I know you're really busy so thank you very much for taking your time today to, to be with us. We also want to acknowledge of course all those other people who have supported this mahi all that hard work of the research team in Auckland and our own Stephen Langley here, who's our research expert at Alzheimer's New Zealand. So to everybody who's listening, do look at the Dementia Economic Impact Report 2020. You can find it at alzheimers.org.nz. You will also find a useful summary and an infographic. Our discussion today makes it clear that we do not have a choice whether Aotearoa New Zealand deals with dementia. An implemented dementia matawari action plan is needed right now. So to all of us, as we go on our way, I'd really like to finish with my favourite whakatauki, favourite proverb here. Kia hora te marino. 
kia whakapapa punamu te moana, kia tere te kaarohi rohi, a koto hoa haere ko te rangi marie. May the calm be widespread. May the ocean glisten like green stone. May the shimmer of light dance across your pathway. And may peace itself be your travelling companion. Ngā mihi nui kia koutou.